Welcome back everyone to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua Dub underscore Stamper. All right, podcast listeners, you are in for a huge treat because I got Lainey Rao with me with her brand new launch book. It's finally launched <laughs> after yes! a few stressful days, but evolving with gratitude. I have it in my hands, and I have had the great pleasure of being behind the scenes, a part of this project, and I cannot wait to talk with her about this. And Lainey, you've been on the podcast before. If anyone's listening right now, you got to go back, check it out, because she is phenomenal, not only as an educator, but as a person. And I just appreciate you being on the podcast today. Well, you are just so kind, Josh, and you really are one of my favorite people. And I feel very honored and blessed to get to come back and talk to you again yes. on the Aspire podcast. So I'm very grateful. And can I add that I'm also very grateful you are one of the contributors to Evolving with Gratitude. Well, that and goes both ways. It's such a wonderful, wonderful story that you share. And I was so excited when you said <laughs> you would do it. So thank you. Well, I am extremely grateful for the opportunity. It's such a phenomenal book, and I can't wait to talk more about that. But before we dive into your new launch book. Can you just share a little bit about yourself, just in case for those who haven't had a chance to listen to the previous episode? Sure. So I am in my 25th year of education, which I'm getting ready to stop saying the years. <laughs> I mean, unless people were like, did you start teaching in elementary school? Yeah. I don't think anyone's thinking that. So I just think I need to maybe lay off the number of years. <laughs> I am an experienced educator, my friends. So I've been in education quite a long time. I've been in the classroom. I've been a district leader. I am a full-time consultant right now. I spend the majority of my time as a consultant for Orange County Department of Ed here in Southern California, but I also do travel around speaking and consulting. And then um, I'm a podcaster and yes. an author. So that's the big stuff, I think. Yes, most definitely. You do a lot of different things in education, which I'm super excited to talk about not only the book, but your brand new podcast. But I want to geek out with you a little bit because me and you we've had several conversations about just the amount of studying you did prior to the book and while you're writing and i'm just wondering when you were going through and researching what was something new that you learned about gratitude well i will say to start off i thought when i wanted to write this book i thought i was writing a book on school culture hmm. which for sure it is but what i think i was most pleasantly surprised to learn was actually the impact on learning right. and you know how and and I'm not geeky enough to get into all the neuroscience I like to just say the happiness chemicals right the dopamine the serotonin and I, I'll let the experts define the very specific nuance between the dopamine and motivation and serotonin and pleasure and you know and I don't even know if they agree on that yet but but what I did learn is when you have those happiness chemicals going you actually activate the learning centers in the brain. And so it was really, really fun to realize that this was something that I think just we kind of common sense know, obviously sense of belonging is a big deal. Yep. Gratitude is a way to make sure people, you know, they feel seen, heard, valued, appreciated and all that. You know, I just couldn't believe all the benefits. And so it wasn't only about school culture, it definitely is, but it was also about nurturing relationships, improving well-being and activating learning. And if you want me to geek a little more, 
you know, I was like I'll geeking just... out. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just share, because this was really surprising to me. So I've already kind of mentioned some of these, but kind of the six big benefits that I found out was that it helps us cope with stress. Mm-hmm. It helps us regulate our emotions. Practicing gratitude obviously makes us happier, but it also improves our health, not just our mental, but our physical health, which was pretty astounding to me. And then, like I said, nurtures relationships and activates learning. So there was an intuitive thing in me that I'm like, I know this is good for schools. I know this is good for learning communities. And then just to find out there were even more benefits than I could imagine was just a real joy. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the thing that, you know, I was noticing and, you know, you even talked about like the age range of students and kind of like the development of that and with gratitude specific. Mm -hmm. And I think we can talk about that probably you know, in each section, but I thought you broke down the the pieces really practically. And so, you know, the first part, you talked about gratitude practices. And so I think a lot of people have an understanding of what gratitude means to, to themselves, but what are some ways that they can share gratitude within their schools, in their classroom to hopefully help all those six different ways mm-hmm. to improve their life? You know, one of the other things that I really appreciated learning as I was going through the research is just, there's not just one way to do this. So like you said, there's a whole chapter on the practices and I wanted to give a variety of practices because the overwhelming, most popular, most well-known practice is a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. And we see these used in schools. We see, you know, there are teachers who have kids who do a gratitude journal and then they can share out something that they're grateful for, which by the way, has this added benefit of not only does the person sharing get to express gratitude, but those around the person hearing it in this really interesting social contagion kind of empathy way actually experience the gratitude themselves. Nice. So it's just a really beautiful thing that it's just contagious and it, yeah. it, it, it impacts the whole, whole learning community. So there's just so many different things. And I, I didn't want it to just be a gratitude journal that we were talking about. So we talk about savoring. I specifically talk about savoring walks, but I do talk about how there's other savoring rituals that you can do. I mean, you can savor a cup of coffee. There's all these things that you can do, but I talk specifically about maybe how you could bring savoring walks into education. We spend so much time indoors. Wouldn't it be great if we could actually bring those wonderful bodies outside to do something that maybe has a connection to science or a writing prompt or something like that. And then I also talk, um, one of the practices that I really like to share is counterfactual thinking, or you can call it mental subtraction. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's this idea of you think of something really critical in your life, a very important person or an event, and then you imagine your life without that person or event, and you think of all the ripple effects. And then as a result of that, you're going to really appreciate that person or event for what it has brought to your life. So those are just three of the kind of big ones. Mm -hmm. And then also getting into things like, well, if you go and you teach kids, and this is good for adults too, I think the protocol of notice, think, feel, and do, then you can have a more deep experience. Mm-hmm. So we want to notice first, obviously, right? Think about, you know, why this came to us? Why is this important? Really savor, I love the word savor, as you can tell, savor the feelings that this positive thing is giving us. And then if you can do something to maybe show what, what how grateful you are for that thing, that's wonderful too. All right. So I want to dive into the other three pieces. You have gratitude with kids, gratitude mm-hmm. with peers, and gratitude with the world. 
And as we do that, I'm going to savor my coffee as we speak. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So with the kids part, you know, I love that piece. Obviously, you know, looking at schools, that's an, an easy connection to make. But for our teachers, for administrators who are listening, you know, what is some ways that they can show gratitude with their students? Well, and I love even the way you phrased that question, gratitude for kids, because we obviously want kids to be grateful. Uh, we want them to be grateful for learning. We want them to be grateful for the la- the relationships in this yeah. learning community. But first, we have to be grateful for our kids. And one of the things that I really wanted to put in the book, and it didn't make it, is the VIA.org character strengths. Mm. I really want us to think about and I'm not perfect at this. To be clear, I'm not perfect at any of this. And I write, <laughs> I, I write books because I want answers, not because I have answers. Exactly. And so I think what we have to do is that we have to make sure every kid feels seen, heard, known, and valued. And maybe at that particular day, it's really hard to find something academically to acknowledge them for, but we can always go to character strengths. Yep. And There is a character strength for every kid, even the ones who challenge us the most and they need us the most is what I often find. Mm -hmm. So we can get into those character strengths and, you know, maybe it's bravery. Maybe it's, you know, something that, that maybe they don't even see in themselves. Maybe it's, you know, being kind to someone else, but there's all these things that we can look into and see with an asset based frame. This is what this kid has to offer. And I want to make sure they know that. Yeah, I wrote that down. So you have a quote in here. The the kids who challenge us the most are the ones who need us the most. And that's so true. It really, really is. And I I really want to make sure sense of belonging has been something top of mind, I think, for a lot of us, especially since COVID, where we, you know, didn't have that that necessary direct connection with kids, at least for a while. Yeah. And Yuritsa Vijalba was on Lemonade Learning a while back. And one of the things that she said that was so profound is she's like, teachers were upset about the black screens, you know, kids not having their cameras on. And her observation was those, those black screens were there before COVID. Mm -hmm. We just didn't know it. And so we really just need to make sure everyone feels seen, known, heard and valued. Yeah. So let's talk about gratitude with peers, because I love this section, because I think that sometimes it's, it's easy as a teacher to think about your students first. But it's probably hard to think about the the peers and coworkers that you are in the same building with. So how can they use gratitude with their peers every single day? Well, I mean, you're an expert at this. You're an <laughs> expert at, at all three of them, by the way. Ooh, you're an expert with kids, peers, and the world. I, and I appreciate I, that confidence. Well, <laughs> I, I know this to be true. We had had conversations and you were one of the people. So if there's a story by someone in the book, I consider them a gratitude mentor, meaning that I see things in them where they are able to acknowledge and amplify other people. And they have what I would consider a grateful disposition. If they're in the book, that's what I see in them. And so (laughs) I asked people based on that, but there were certain people who I said, I want you to talk about this. And you are one of those people because I love how you have brought. And I, I don't want to give away your, your story because it's so good. I want people to be able to read it themselves. But if you're willing to share anything, I would, I would love to turn <laughs> the tables and let you talk about it. But I'll just say this really quickly about the peers section. And one of the things that I start off with is talking about profound gratitude. 
And sometimes we get put in these situations where we have a teaching partner or a leadership partner or someone who actually is just like everything. Like they make our lives so much better (laughs) in that they are just a great collaborator, a great thought partner. And sometimes just like family and close friends, they're the ones that we forget to show that gratitude to. It's, it's, I, I almost think it's not for lack of feeling it. It's just, you don't even know how to express it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just tell you really quickly. I talk about Colleen Kelly Gurney in the book. And I got to yesterday, drop the book off and hand it to her <laughs> and say, there's a little page I want you to read about because she was so important to me. We got to co-teach. We actually taught in the same classroom for a period of time. And I just, looking back, don't think I ever showed enough appreciation to her. So I did get it in the book, but that's, you know, better late than never. (laughs) But that's a regret that I'll have is that I don't think I ever showed her enough gratitude in the moments. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I think we can all be more intentional with. Yeah, I think that's the first thing I, I think about is just the reflection piece of, I wish I was more intentional. I wish I had more time to do this as far mm-hmm. as showing gratitude to to my staff. So, yeah, my story is about, real quick, <laughs> I had a phenomenal mentor and principal that I worked with, Sandra Pegram, and we really spent and were very intentional about trying to find ways to show gratitude and not how it made us comfortable with showing gratitude, but how they wanted to be seen and heard and, and to, to get that um, acknowledgement. So, that's what the story is about is, is us trying to find that. And thankfully we had a a resource that we leaned on, um, to find some success in that. But by no means do I feel like I'm an expert, but at least we did try to show gratitude to our staff. Well, I think, I don't know that anyone's an expert. Even the experts are pretty humble about saying like, this is what we know so far. (laughs) This is what we are trying to do. What I thought you have really helped me find clarity on is this idea of, how I want to express gratitude is not necessarily how the person wants to receive gratitude. And you really helped me have more clarity on that. And then the other thing you helped me have clarity on is, and I think we can divulge this here. You, you wrote about the five love languages in the workplace, and that's not the exact title of Gary Chapman's book. And there's a co-author, but you know, appreciation in the workplaces. Yeah. So What I love that you said, actually, when you were on my podcast, is that you talked about how just because someone maybe favors acts of service doesn't mean you do acts of service every single time. (laughs) And it's so true. Um, We're all unique and dynamic, but also that gets to be a monotonous if, you know, we want to throw some variety in there. So and, and so if you don't know what someone's love language is, no worries, because maybe they need some variety anyways. Maybe they've been getting a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, quality time and they need something a little more brief <laughs> as, their, as their appreciation. So For sure. I love it. All right. So let's talk about the world. This yep. is a, a fun chapter, too, because this is something that goes a little bit beyond just the scope of our, our four walls that we potentially yep. are in with our students and our peers. So how can we show gratitude to the world? I mean, you like. You dug into this book, Josh. You only had it. I love this book. I oh, you're so kind. You're so kind. This was a really fun one for me. So I will say that getting kids learning beyond the four walls of our classroom, beyond our school, has always been a huge passion of mine. I always like to think about how can we get kids connected globally, all those sorts of things. So 
one of the, the approaches I took talking about gratitude with the world is pro-social learning. Like what are the things that we could do that connect with what's happening outside of our school campus, like to bigger, you know, issues in the world? How can we do that? And it could be on a very simple scale, like it could be you know, we're grateful for food. So we're going to, we're going to compost. We're going to have a school garden. We're going to do, we're going to help out in the cafeteria. Like it can be little things. It could be things that have a bigger implication. So yeah, so it could be these, these little things that are planting the seed in our kids for more of a, an awareness of how they can be better people. It could have a direct connection, especially when we start talking about our older learners, you know, service learning is not something that's brand new. It's been around. We have older students who can actually get off campuses and do things. They can run sports clinics. You know, they're grateful for athletics. They can run athletics clinics. They're grateful to have a good education. They can run after-school tutoring programs. There's all these ways that we can bring pro-social learning in. That is one part of the chapter. Yeah. I also really wanted to, to shine a light on you're one of these people. There's a lot of people in our professional learning family who are very good at amplifying other people. And, you know, I think social media is so, so wonderful. It does have its downsides. But one of the things I think about when I'm going to social media is I narrow my time to three, three things I'm allowed to do on social media. I'm allowed to go on and express gratitude for someone. I'm allowed to share something that I learned or I'm allowed to learn something, but it's, I really try to avoid scrolling through my feed. Right. I, I do do it sometimes because that's another way to show appreciation, but I really limit the amount of time that I do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm usually more searching on social media or going directly to a person that I know is an expert on something and seeing what they're sharing about. Yeah. So there's kind of a lot, a lot of different ways you can go in the gratitude with the world piece, but the pro-social learning and the you know, publicly expressing gratitude are kind of the two big ways in that chapter. Yeah, I like how you narrowed that down for social media, because I think you can get in the weeds or spend a lot of time just, especially in the feed. Um, I find creating lists also helps me, oh, yeah. especially on Twitter, um, because yes. otherwise I can go down a rabbit hole that might take an hour of my time that I really should not be giving an hour <laughs> to, so. It's hard to step away from the dopamine casino, yeah, right? right? Like that's a... <laughs> It's a real tough spot to get out of. So trying to be somewhere fun. I can improve in, in my own practices. We all can, yeah. So let's um let's pivot because you got a new project right now. I had the pleasure of, of being on as a guest, but uh, you've got a new podcast, Evolving with Gratitude, has the same yes. title as your new book. So where did the project come from and what are you doing moving forward with that podcast? Well, where it's going, we'll see. I think I know, but it's hard to say. But <laughs> Evolving. <laughs> it's evolving, exactly. Love that word, evolving. But it, it came from, you know, I, I have an opportunity to put, there's 18 stories by 20 amazing educators in the book, but I have a lot of gratitude mentors and I have a lot of amazing people in my professional learning family, yeah. my professional learning community. So I have a great network. And I knew that I couldn't get them all into the book as much as I wanted to. So this was my opportunity to, so there's, there's two, two big buckets of guests that are on the show. One is the contributors where we get to meet them and hear a little bit more about them. And then the other is people who I just really want to connect with. And I think other people are going to love to hear from. Yeah. <laughs> so as Josh, you probably know, and maybe you do this too, like part of the reason to have a podcast is to learn 
from people that maybe you would have no other for sure reason to say, Hey, you want to jump on a zoom with yep. me? So, so it's, it's really been that I, um, once I submitted the, the manuscript, the initial before it went into developmental editing, I was just like, what's next? I wanted, I'm not done talking about gratitude. <laughs> I'm not done learning about gratitude is really the thing. It's not about me talking about it. It's about me learning about it. So I really wanted to keep it going. Mm -hmm. The podcast has been a real blessing and I'm so grateful that you came on and you share so many wonderful things as you always do. Oh, and yeah. yeah, so we'll see where it goes right now. It's weekly. I don't know how you do that, but I'm going to try <laughs> and keep up with it because the weekly is intense. My friend, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. I, I think that's the one thing people folks don't understand. It's just the behind the scenes and the amount of work that it takes to, to put it out. And I mean, you have talked before. I actually was putting out two episodes a week yes. and yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. But what you have another podcast too. I, I don't want to. Yep. Oh, no, we can't leave that too. out. So will you talk about that? Yes. So Brie Hodges and I do Lemonade Learning. We are on current hiatus because Brie is a very, very busy woman in general. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've, she has, she's so amazing and she's, she's doing so many wonderful things. She's got some great projects, some great work going on. Um, and then I've been really busy with the book. So we're, we're hoping to launch that again soon. Nice. That's a, that's a TBD. <laughs> we will be, we will be vacationing together in Nashville in the near future. Very we will cool. chat about it then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll be on pins and needles. Cause I love that show. Oh, you're so, so wonderful. And I'm going to put a link for everything. So your book oh, thank you. and both the podcasts. And then of course you're constantly consulting and, and speaking. Do you have any speaking events coming up soon? So I, you know, August seems to be the really, really big month. I do yes, have, I do have a good amount going on with conferences in July. In fact, there's some that I'm like leaving one, catching a red eye, going to the next. Oh, it's goodness. been a, it's a little like intense, but, um, but yeah, so no, I, and I'm still really fortunate that I still get to do some remote sessions, mm -hmm. which they have a place. Yeah. I don't think they should replace the in-person I do think there's a real value. I mean, I think in my perfect world, it would be like an in-person kickoff and then there's some remote so that I, because I don't, no disrespect, but I don't like to do the drive-by. Like I want to build relationships. I want to have ongoing professional learning. We know this, it has to be ongoing and job embedded for it to be effective. Yeah. So that's my ideal is that we kick off in person. There's some remote as much as possible. There's some in-person, maybe coaching. And then, you know, we maybe do some sort of culminating at the end of the year. Um, so I've been actually really blessed that that's been happening in yeah. more and more of the schools that I work with. And I'm just hoping that that continues because yeah. I, I want more interactions. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm super excited that, you know, the in-person stuff is going on, but I'm with you. It is nice to be able to share with folks and not have to take a flight somewhere. So um, I do <laughs> always appreciate that, um, being able to connect with other folks and share information without, you know, having to do like what you said of jumping on one plane to yeah. the next and potentially well, and I, missing flights and whatnot. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't get, <laughs> don't get me started on travel. I mean, my dad is a pilot. My mom is, they're both retired, but sure. flight attendant and pilot. And I grew up on planes, but just going back to really quickly, the, re the remote, I would say, I know how busy teachers are. So mm -hmm. the fact that we can do the remotes where I can meet with a group of teachers for just an hour rather than taking a whole day, I think that's a, a real benefit. So I hope we're real intentional moving forward, not um, throwing the baby out with the bathwater either way for sure. in-person or for virtual. So great point. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts.
Now let's get back to the episode. All right, so Lenny, let's talk about, you know, for our aspiring and current leaders, you know, I always like leaving the podcast with an action step. And so I would like to be intentional about gratitude uh, since okay. that's what this whole podcast episode's about. So if, do you have something that, you know, they can do tomorrow or next week to enhance their skills in the area of gratitude? So I think making space for it. So there's, you know, individual, me showing gratitude to individuals on my staff. There's making space for it at staff meetings. And going back to what you've taught me about not making it monotonous, that doesn't mean like every staff meeting has 20 minutes of a gratitude shout out. Like that gets a little bit old. No, for sure. So trying to keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, and then how can you amplify with the world? So can you share what teachers are doing that's amazing on social media and not just teachers, your custodians, your cafeteria workers, the front office, the people who really, it's not just the teachers that make a school run. There's a lot of people and especially the people who do not get a lot of appreciation time. Yeah. I think we need to do that. So there's, there's people in the book that are doing this and they talk about it. What I love is the, every single administrator who shares in the book has a different way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really beautiful. I'm going to share one more of your tips, Josh, because I think this is really important. Or would you like to share No, it? please. Okay. <laughs> I love how intentional you were in making sure that you are not missing someone on your staff. Because mm -hmm. I think just like in the classroom, we have the kids who are the high flyers and they, they're like making our lives easier. We also have the kids who challenge us. They need us the most probably, but we also have the silent ones. And sometimes they're the most forgotten. They don't hear their name. They might not hear positive or negative for extended periods of time. And I think the same, same thing for staff. Yeah. And so um, I really love that you put that in your story. And by the way, there's a lot more to his story. So we have not given away. <laughs> we have not given away everything in this podcast. You, you need to read Josh's story. It's so good. But I really appreciated that you made that point about being intentional. Make sure everyone feels it. Well, I'm honored. Thank you. Those are kind words. Lainey. I appreciate all that you provide to so many in education, and I want my listeners to be able to connect with you. So how can they do that on social media or if they want to you know, learn more about your consulting or speaking events and how to book you, how would they do that? Absolutely. So I am, and thank you for that. I am Lainey Rowell across the web. Unfortunately, neither of those names are easy to spell. <laughs> Lainey, and I know Josh will probably have this in the show notes, so I For won't sure. worry too much about it, but L-A-I-N-I-E and then Rowell, like Powell, R-O-W-E-L-L. So I am LaineyRowell.com, um, at LaineyRowell, pretty much on all the socials. I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram and would love to connect with anyone. I'm even LaineyRowell at Gmail. So if you want to shoot me an email, I always respond. If I don't respond, some nasty filter has gotten in our way. And I apologize about that. Let me just share that. So Josh, you know this because you're a published author and maybe you didn't feel this, but maybe you did. There is some anxiety as you are not able to do anything for your book and waiting for people to do things to get it up on, on the spaces to yep. be available to the world. So I harness that energy. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhat an impatient person. I have many, many flaws, but I, uh, I harnessed that energy and I made some free gifts. And nice. if this is going out quickly, there's it probably is. still some opportunities to do it. You can find it on social media. 
you just show proof of purchase of the book and then you'll get, there's a printable thank you cards. There's a, it's, you can print it or do it digitally. It's a guided gratitude practice booklet. Um, And then I would love to, I have these little book plates and I would love, I'm showing it like anyone can see it. I know Josh has already seen it, but anyway. I have it in my book. <laughs> You're so sweet. You're so sweet. So I love book plates. Who knew about book plates, right? So it's basically just a little sticker, a big yep. sticker. It's a label. I can write you a little note um, because I'd love to connect with you. And then I can send it to you. And if you want, you can slap it on the inside of your book. Um, so I'm happy to send those. There's a Google form online. Uh, you can catch it on Twitter pretty easily. Yeah, Lainey wrote out a very sweet note, and I need to stick that in my book, but it's it's actually a bookmark for me right now as I go through the book. But yeah, so if they go on, onto Twitter, mm-hmm. to, yep. they can find information and then um, be able to, to get those three gifts. So um, yes. that's amazing. That's an addition that uh, is pretty nice, especially because this book is phenomenal. So I can't say it enough. Make sure that you're checking this book out, purchasing it as soon as possible. And like Lenny said, I'll have everything in the show notes. So it'll be easy for you to click and um, to get all of those different things. And then also to take a listen to the many podcasts that Lenny is a part of. <laughs> and we'll get we'll get uh, you connected with her. So you can also utilize her in the consulting and speaking space. But before we end, Lenny, I just want to thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, I am so blessed to be connected with you and and to call you my friend and I'm also honored to be a little piece of a phenomenal resource with this book, Evolving with Gratitude. You are an essential piece in this book and I just, it warms my heart. I just am so happy you're in it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You complete the book and I'm really grateful to have you in it. 